<laughs> this is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Feline friends, this is Michelle Byrne, your host on Catitude. You know, we love our kitties, but did you know that cats make great therapy pets as well? They do. And my guest today wrote a great, fantastic book telling us all about it. We'll be right back. Looking for a dental treat that does more for your dog? Daily Dose is a two-in-one chew that pairs a daily dental scrub with powerful supplements to help with the biggest health concerns facing our dogs. Daily Dose was developed by vets to be simple to use and super effective. Plus, dogs love the taste. Available for joint, skin, heart health, or calming. Daily Dose, your pet's daily dose of awesome. Visit yourpetsdailydose.com to save $3 on your first bag with promo code PETLIFE. That's yourpetsdailydose.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to introduce Ann Beal. She is the author of Heroic, Helpful, and Caring Cats, Felines Who Make a Difference. Welcome, Ann. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk about this because you wrote on something pretty interesting and you you touched on it in the beginning of the book before you got into talking about some specific cats. But cats are kind of not very popular as therapy pets. And why is that? Yeah, it's interesting. They're actually excluded from a lot of hospital programs. They're excluded from lots of places. I think partially because of stereotypes about cats as being aloof and disinterested and as being somewhat um, disconnected from us. But in fact, that's not the case. And there are quite a few uh, therapy cats, as as I show in the book, who've really had a huge impact on people's lives. You know, as I was talking to you and or as you were responding, and as soon as you said it, I thought, aha, that's it. When you said that there's the stereotypes that people have with cats, because it's so true. Cats just, they get bad press, you know? I mean, they just black cats and, and witchy cats and all that kind of crazy stuff. And there are so many cats that do so much good. Why do you think, why do you think it's easier for dogs, because you wrote a little bit about this, for dogs to go through the process and make it into hospitals as, you know, as therapy pets versus cats? And you touched on it a little, but why do you think it's so hard for cats as compared to dogs? Yeah, I think it's for a variety of reasons. I think, you know, people sort of understand dogs and can kind of see them as being very highly interactive. And so I think they are, you know, human's best friend. You know, they already sort of have a lot of positive stereotypes around them. And many people understand and feel like they relate well to dogs. And I think cats are a little bit less enthusiastic and they take a little bit more patience to kind of understand as a cat owner myself, you know, 
the cat does not come to the door every time I come home. But that doesn't mean that the cat isn't really connected to me. And so if you are a keen observer of animals, you'll see that they have different ways. But I think because dogs are so interactive and, and so enthusiastic, I think it's easier to sell them in. So I think that's the, the first reason. I would say, you know, other reasons have to do with, you know, some of the negative stereotypes about cats that I've, you know, been with us for over the years. I mean, as you know, cats were blamed for the bubonic plague. Um, so it's crazy. Uh, I know. And, and, you know, there are people who worry about black cats around Halloween and cats being abused. And I, by the way, as a cat author, I'm surprised at the number of people who will say to me, if I say I wrote a book about cats, they'll say, oh, I hate cats. I can't actually imagine someone who writes books about dogs that the reaction would be, oh, I hate dogs. It's kind of acceptable to say you hate cats, but it's really not acceptable to say you hate dogs. So true. And it doesn't make sense. And I think a lot of people, when they think about therapy pets that don't know cats, they don't know that you know cats can be leash trained. They're very smart and they're, they're actually quite social. Very. Absolutely. Now, in the book, you wrote about just um, how many different cats and how many different therapy cats in the book? So there are four different therapy cats in the books. You know, they're officially certified through pet partners. Um, and each one of them has an interesting story. And actually, you know, several of them had a, a very difficult time getting accepted into organizations like hospitals and healthcare facilities. And some of the book talks about their difficulty and how they actually have a fairly high hurdle. And then there are other cats in here that are therapy cats, but not in the official capacity. The very first chapter is about a cat named Gigi, uh, who is a big star on Instagram these days. But she helped a, a veterinarian kind of find his heart and uh, heal from years of uh, being very emotionally detached. Uh, and he's, you know, has watched so many animals die and he was just becoming sort of colder and colder. And Gigi really saved him, saved his life in his opinion. That's an example of, of a therapy cat. And lots of cats in the book have, you know, administer therapy in lots of different ways. And in some cases, I tell the story about a woman who was abused and who found the courage to leave her abusive partner. And the cat really helped her make that transition. And she really credits the cat with helping her find a new life. Good examples like that. I love the story. Well, there's a couple of them, but especially Tommy, the blind cat. I mean, you know, what an amazing little guy. Yeah, totally incredible cat who basically can handle any situation, who basically is blind and, and really, um, you know, he's done everything from helping victims of the Las Vegas mass shooting. He'll, he goes to the, a, an event that's put on by an organization that helps people sort of heal who have been traumatized by that experience. And, he, you know, his caretaker says she just watches people unload their problems on him and, and just cry on, you know, on him. And, and he just absorbs it and makes them feel better, you know, and he goes to all kinds of different places and wherever he goes, um, he just kind of makes people feel good and they feel like they can relax and, and let go with him. He's a really incredible cat. He's never hissed or shown any disagreeable side to his personality ever. <laughs> And he's blind, not, I mean, his eyes were removed. He was injured when they, he was found. Mm -hmm. so, yes, he's, 
Yeah. And he was basically, uh, they didn't think he was going to survive. Um, and he was uh, very neglected. And I'm not sure how he came to be in that situation. But he really is a great example of, of a, a creature who has overcome a disability. He doesn't even know he's blind, I don't think. How wonderful is that? Yeah, I think he sees much more than uh, than most most people see. <laughs> You're probably right. And they actually, Tommy is certified through Pet Partners. And I think the owner actually has a foundation, the Tommy Cat Foundation, mm. to, I guess, what they raise money and go to various events. Yes. Um, they actually care for special needs cats. Uh, so the money that is goes to help cats who are like Tommy, who have some type of a disability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's an amazing person. Uh, his caretaker is just amazing. And you know, all of these people say that these cats love doing this work. I mean, that this is just a cat wants to do this type of work and is very fulfilled um, by it. And, uh, you know, Christy Santoro is one of those special people who realize that about the cat and just makes these things possible for him. Right. I mean, you got to remember that, I guess, the um, the person owned by the cat, should we say? Yes. Is, uh, <laughs> puts just an amazing effort behind, you know, getting getting everything taken care of. Huge amount of work. Um, yes. Geraldine, the owner of, or the one, the person owned by Pearl, she ha- had her cat certified or I don't know, certified, but she was able, what the right word is, but she was, um, I guess a, the cat, Pearl was approved to do therapy in a hospital, which is really mm-hmm. hard to do and very, very rare. Tell us about that story. Well, that's an interesting story because, um, you know, Pearl is just an amazing cat um, and she was able to do a lot of really amazing things. I mean, she went to, you know, these events where these college kids were partying and uh, doing all kinds of stuff. And Pearl just kind of hung out and wasn't stressed by it. And Pearl was put into lots of different types of situations and just showed she could handle them. She didn't really get nervous. And so Geraldine kept saying to the hospital, look, not only do the patients want it, but Pearl is the right cat to bring into this situation. And she actually started passing out pictures of Pearl when she would go with her dog to do um, the assisted dog therapy. And and patients would say, you know, I like your dog, but I really actually would prefer a cat. And enough people started saying, please bring in a a cat into this hospital that eventually Pearl was accepted. But it took, you know, quite a while to have that happen. Um, And the standards for Pearl are very high. She has to pass a very strict test. But then on top of that, you know, there are very strict standards around she has to be bathed before her visit. You know, there can't be any, you know, contact, body-to-body contact. So there has to be a, a towel or a sheet between Pearl and the patient. And, you know, there's all these things that have to be done. Disinfectants have to be applied to her paws and whatnot. But she's one of these incredible cats who's made a huge difference. And the hospital administration sends these wonderful notes to Geraldine about, you know, the, the children that Pearl has really assisted. And I think you probably read a few of those, but um, in some cases, you know, Pearl was there towards the end of a child's life who had been given a terminal diagnosis and was a huge part of uh, the end of life care. Yeah, I read that. And I thought, if oh, if you mentioned that in the interview, I don't know how I'm going to get through that. But um, Kelsey, the teen that was terminal. Yeah. You know, it's amazing what therapy pets in general, but especially cats, probably because I think their size, and cats are cats, but their size is different, you know, than dogs. I know there's small dogs too, but, and I have one of those yapper dogs, but 
there's something different with how I think cats are kind of intuitive about things that I'm sure I know dogs are too. We're not going to compare the both, but they just, their intuitiveness is just different and how they can pick up certain things. That's what I think. Yeah, I think cats are um, are interesting. I mean, I think they are keen observers. We don't think of them as being quite as tuned into us as they are, uh, but they are keen observers. You know, I think that they offer a kind of a different type of experience because they're not quite in your face um, and they're not, you know, quite so sort of, they're, they're much more Maybe in some cases, they're very calming because they're not quite of pushing on at you. Uh, but I think they're incredibly, incredibly keen and, and um, incredibly sensitive. And I've had cats for many years. And one of my own personal stories was that I got into a fight with a family member. It was a very, uh, you know, very loud and tearful fight. And my cat, who is very afraid of loud noises, walked out into the middle of the living room in the middle of this fight got up on the couch and started to rub her face against my face. She was trying to comfort me because she saw I was so upset. And it occurred to me that, you know, we don't think of cats as doing that kind of thing. And they may want to do it more than we actually give them the opportunity to do that. Exactly. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. And there's one more cat, at least one more cat I want to talk about that I read about in your book. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, Michelle Fern here. I have to tell you about Pet Treater. Pet Treater is a gift box for your fur babes that gives you the chance to surprise them with interactive toys, all-natural treats, and a whole bunch more. You know, I just got one for Dennis's birthday, but I made sure to get the larger size because I knew Molly and Charlotte would want in on the action too. Let me tell you, it arrived the day before I planned to give it to him. Dennis actually slept next to it the entire time. In the morning when I went to open it, I noticed all these claw marks on the box. They were trying to break into the goods. What a party once I opened the box for them. They had a blast. You know, whether you have a really cute kitty or an adorable doggy or maybe some of each roaming your house, you can tailor the box to fit their needs, including any allergies they have or their size. You know, we all need an excuse to spend more quality time with our fur kids. With a subscription starting as low as $15, you and your furry family members will get to unbox some new surprises together, meaning you'll be spending less money, less time shopping, and more time hanging out. And if you're as obsessed with sharing photos of your pets as I am, you can connect with other animal lovers on the Pet Treater site. Okay, now Pet Treater is giving us this great offer. Go to PetTreater.com and use the coupon code CATITUDE, that's C-A-T-T-I-T-U-D-E, and you'll get 50% off the first month of your subscription. That's PetTreater.com, P-E-T. T-R-E-A-T-E-R dot com and get ready for some great party times with your fur babes. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio dot com. Welcome back, everyone. This is Catitude, and we're talking to Anne Beal, who wrote an amazing book that talks about cats that are doing different types of therapy work all over the country. And I 
loved the um, story about Tino. He's a Devon Rex, and in the picture that's in the book, he just looks like he's in, I guess, a cat carriage, um, yes. a cat stroller, and he just looks fierce. He looks like I'm on a mission, you know, I have people to take care of and get out of my way. I, yeah. You know, just that little face, he just has this look about him. He has done some pretty serious work with vets. He has, yeah. He is um, a very welcome addition at various places he goes to. Um, he goes to Washington State's VA Community Living Centers where vets who are sometimes disabled uh, live in these assisted facilities. And he seems to be able to read vets exceedingly well. He seems to understand what vets want and need and how to interact with them. And in some cases where people are unable to move their limbs or their hands, he will put his head underneath of the vet's hand and vets will, you know, big smiles will come on their faces. And the story that I like the most about Tino is uh, the story where there was a vet who said, you know, you should come on by, but I don't want to, you know, interact with your cat. And they went and visited the, his caretaker is actually Danny Sayers. And she would go and take Tino and they would always stop by this one vet and they would kind of chat. And then one day Tino indicated he wanted to go up onto the man's lap and Danny was thinking, what's going on here? And she thought, well, I guess I'll just check. And so she asked the vet, is it okay if he sits on your lap? And the vet said, I would actually like that. So somehow Tino knew it was time that the man had gotten to the place where he wanted to have uh, the cat sit with him. And uh, the cat knew that better than Danny did. Pretty incredible. And in all your research, and there's many more cats mentioned in your book, how can we as, you know, everybody listening Catitude either has cats, loves cats, wants a cat, you know, it's all, we're all about cats. And how can we spread the message that cats are good for therapy? You know, they make great therapy pets. I mean, maybe not every cat, just like, you know, not every dog or um, I know horses are popular too, not every horse, but how can we spread the word and maybe for people that are interested, work on getting their cat into, you know, being accredited pet partners or maybe something smaller, even if they're not accredited to be a, to being a therapy pet? Yeah, I mean, I think first, um, we, you know, we need to uh, start to accept them into lots of different settings, you know, whether it be hospitals or whether it be assisted living facilities or whether it be other types of things, we need to advocate for them in these situations because we know that they make a big difference for the people who are there. And then in terms of getting more cats to get certified, there are quite a few groups all over, actually. Uh, there are small groups uh, like uh, there's Rainbow Assisted uh, Therapy Group here in Chicago. It's a very small group, but there are very large certification groups like Pet Partners and other uh, animal certification programs that you can train and, and get your pet certified. And I think it's really, I think, looking at the cat in your life and saying, does this seem like a cat that might enjoy this type of work? And this would this be something that would be a good fit? And I think we need to think about cats very differently also. I think we need to think about them as creatures that are sensitive to us and can help us. And I think that's part of overcoming some of the stereotypes that I'm trying to combat in my book. Also in your book, you have a lot of research that you've compiled. Can you give us a little bit of a overview of some of that research? And what did you find in all your conclusions that really surprised you? So as you know, I am a researcher. I own a, a, a research firm in Chicago, um, and we do a lot of surveys for Fortune 500 companies. 
And I just wanted to understand among a representative sample, Americans who have cats, I wanted to understand how they felt about a favorite cat or two or three in their life. And this could be a cat that's living or it could be a cat that they had uh, years ago. We asked a lot of things about the cats that they cared for. And they told us that they, first of all, had a very close bond with the cat that had been in their life. They regarded this cat as being uh, extremely intelligent. And there was a lot of communication that occurred between the pet owner and the cat. So, you know, this is a very close relationship where there's actually a lot of communication and understanding. And the thing that I thought was most interesting in when we asked a lot of different questions of these cat owners or cat caretakers, um, we asked them if the cat had ever helped them in any way. Uh, You know, we sort of gave a whole list of different things. Um, And what we learned is that 72% of the people that we surveyed said that the cat made them feel happy. 72%. 68% said the cat provided them with companionship and 65% said the cat loved them unconditionally. So that's really interesting. These are much closer relationships than we've ever uh, given them credit for. And there's a lot more communication than we realized. And frankly, these are creatures that make a huge difference. Exactly. And you know, when you're just talking about, you know, their cats communicate them and everything. My producer has a cat and he swears she talks to him. And has, mm-hmm. when he's working in the studio, if the door is shut, he's like, okay, I have to open it up because she's talking to me and she wants some attention now. So I have to take a break or something. So it's interesting, you know, I'm sure a lot of people oh, yeah, are listening, <laughs> listening out there going, yep, I, my, I understand my cat perfectly. How about your cat? <laughs> Yeah, so I actually have a, a formerly feral cat who is part of a um, a feral cat colony of mine who uh, at one point she decided she would like to come in. So she now lives with me. But as you know, we're all working from home these days. So she's been uh, Zoom bombing my meetings. So we'll be in the a middle of a, a meeting with a pretty major client. I, I actually had a, an executive on the line the other day and we we're in, in Zoom. And he said, hey, didn't you just write a book about cats? And I said, oh, yeah, I did. And I, this is a true story. She immediately jumped up onto my desk and headed toward the uh, video. He said, did you train her how to do that? I said, no, I didn't. That's, that's funny. <laughs> Zoom bomb. That, yeah, I could see that. That's, she I, does that I, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't heard that word before. Yeah. That's great. Is your book out yet? Or, and, it is. Okay. Yes. And where is. can people find it? They can find it on Amazon. It is called Heroic, Helpful, and Caring Cats, Feline to Make a Difference, and you can find it on Amazon.com. It is in a both Kindle version and a print version. Okay. And as everybody knows, we have a page for every episode, so the information on the book will be there as well. Thanks again for coming on, Oh, thank you so much. It was a pleasure meeting you. So you see, cats can and do make great therapy pets. And you know, those of us that have cats, we know this. But this book that Anne wrote that shares stories of several cats and how they are giving such therapeutic vibes to all of these different types of people in different situations is such a wonderful book. If you love cats, you'll want to check it out. And um, again, the information will also be on the static page. You can go to PetLifeRadio.com, go to Catitude, this episode, and there'll be a link for the book as well, you know, the title of the book and so forth. I'd like to thank my cat gang for all their therapy. So thank you, Dennis, 
Molly and Charlotte. And just to share, if I had one cat that I would say would make the primo derpy cat, it would be Dennis. He's a lover. Then it would be Molly. Charlotte, Charlotte is probably not going to ever be a therapy cat, but she tries. So thanks to my cat crew and thanks to also the uh, canine crew that keeps them in line or maybe vice versa, Nikki and Mr. Z. Thanks to my guest, of course. Thanks to everyone listening to Catitude. Thank you so much for listening. And of course, always thank you to my producer, Mark Winter, for making me and my guests sound amazing. Keep listening. We have some more great shows coming up. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.